0: You know, the culture is actually damn good.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
2: Hey, where y'all
1: This is the Square. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. North of South America, all the ships at sea, let's go to press.
2: Have you been
0: drinking? It was a good show, huh?
1: During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest
2: that you suppress it? Hey! 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 hey. How you doing? Let's get in the conference room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters.
3: Does everybody have to be crazy today?
2: Now get me Xavier! Allen, lobbing it up for the big Thomas. Trying to haul it in, what a catch! Touchdown, Washington! Allen, looking, stopping, pumping, throwing,
1: incomplete! The pressure got to Allen, the Giants keep the lead! Oh, it's another Existential Crisis Monday. Fifth straight, how about that? Welcome to the show, everybody. The SportsJourney.com Radio Network, back on the air once again. By the way, I got a little recap of the failed two-point conversion up at SportsJourney.com, so go check it out when you get a chance. Yes, it is the Bob Matthews Podcast. We are glad that you are with us, Redskins, now. One and five after that 20-19 to loss at the Meadowlands yesterday. Well, we are going to hear from Head Coach Ron Rivera in a couple of minutes. He just got through talking with reporters a few minutes ago as we go to air and then we are going to take into the locker room from last night and we will hear from quarterback kyle allen as well as tight end logan thomas who has developed into if not a great tight end at least a serviceable one so there's that i guess uh, one of the things you're going to hear from Riverboat Ron in a couple of minutes is, believe it or not, the chase for the division title is still on. Yeah, I was thinking about it last night. Here, I think, is the theory that they're going with. Because, obviously, I, I think the first thing all of us have to acknowledge is that we're not in the room when decisions are made. We read tea leaves. You guys all read tea leaves out there. We all talk about it in the Twitter sphere. And whatnot. Here is my best guess as to what the operating theory is now for this year. I think that Ron looked around and saw how bad the division was after two or three weeks, and it's bad. I mean, it is bad. The Giants, despite the win yesterday, are a bigger grease fire than Washington. Philadelphia is—it's it's all coming apart at the seams there. It's over for them. They just don't know it yet, which presents a good opportunity if you can convince yourself that you're in a rebuild mode. And I know some of that is kind of, it doesn't square, but... And the Cowboys' defense is an absolute sieve, and they underachieve every year. So, okay, I am not a fan of going for it in the division this year, although the better they do... The less chance they will have they will have to the temptation will be to draft Trevor Lawrence if if they can somehow angle for the number one pick, which I think is a mistake, believe it or not. Um, so the better they do in the division, the better a chance they have to actually build things right, which is building from the inside out. Trevor Lawrence, they do not need a good left tackle and some game-breaking wide receivers, and a stud tight end they do need. All right, so I think they saw that it was that the division was winnable, and they said, you know, let's give it a shot because the fact that those teams are all so bad. I think that was also one of the reasons they went for two yesterday, although Ron will disagree, and he will say that, you know, it's because you, you played a win on the road, You play for overtime at home. Okay, I I get that. My feeling was the defense had stopped the Giants with 3-3 and outs in the second half. The Giants' defense was gassed. I mean, the the Washington defense, my God. I mean, you know, like 13 minutes of possession, I think, in the the fourth quarter. But it was – it just, you know, and it just – Uh, Well, we all saw it. All right. So here was the theory. I think they felt that the defense was good enough that they could replicate the Philadelphia game enough this season to give themselves a chance to be in contention for the division. Kind of like the way the Ravens did a few years ago in Lamar Jackson's rookie season. Now, Lamar Jackson was much more talented than either Kyle Allen or Dwayne Haskins. And the defense is better. The Ravens' defense was better overall than Washington's. Washington's defense is good. There are some very exciting players there. But yesterday was a microcosm of what this season is going to be. There's just no room for error. There's no – you can't make mistakes. And what we've seen the last – we've seen it the last five weeks. Um, Critical – Catastrophic mistakes will not be recovered from. And what did we see yesterday? Daniel Jones ripping off a 40-yard run. Kyle Allen throwing an interception that gave the Giants a short field. And that was early in the game. And then the the sack fumble that turned into a touchdown. Despite all that. Oh, and a Dustin Hopkins missed field goal, I should add. And think about it. Um, if... Ops had made that field goal, there wouldn't have been a two-point conversion. Washington would have been up 22-20, go kick the field goal, defend on a couple of Hail Marys, uh, go kick the extra point, defend on a couple of Hail Marys, and boom, you're going back with a win. Maybe that's not fair to put it on one guy, but hey, that's what you get paid for, is to do that. So, Washington is 1-5. Uh, what scares you this week is there are such limitations on offense for the football team that Dallas's defense, which, as we said, has been a sieve all year, is going to, uh, at least for one week, magically reincarnate itself as the doomsday defense from the 70s, and Washington loses the game by 40 points. I hope that doesn't happen. Can't tell you that it won't, though. The benefit of the doubt unfortunately for now is gone maybe it comes back one day hopefully before while well, we're all still here to see it all right uh, let's get to today's uh, press conference with reporters no word as we record this on city charles or antonio gandy golden who were both hurt yesterday but lots of talk about going for it on the two point conversion so that's what we will start off with, and here is Ron once again, uh, letting us know why it was you play for. In his mind, the win on the road and overtime at home.
0: And my overall thought process was uh, because we were on the road and it was inside of a minute left to go. Um, I opted to go for two. Um, my my philosophy is that we were down there, we were on the two yard line. Um, you know, I, I thought we had a good call a good play call there. Um, and then we go from there. And, uh, but um, in that situation, those circumstances, I think you go for two um, because again, there was less than, there was about half a minute left to go in the game. If you, you know, if you obviously, if we had succeeded on that, it would have been a great decision on my part, but, but we didn't. So some people think it's not a good decision. I just think you go for it because you're there because um, when you start looking back and you start second guessing yourself now you get into a situation where you know oh should I or shouldn't I um, and and sometimes you know you 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 freeze yourself but to me if if, if the players know that that's what we're going to do and how we're going to play you know now it starts taking you know hold of who they are you know that, hey guys we're going to play to win we get to put ourselves in position to win um, so we can play to win and I think that's what we're trying to get across to these guys.
1: Yeah, well, there you have it. I mean, it's it's hard to argue with them. After all, it that's the general, you know, that's the consensus. That's what every coach tells you. Play to win it on the road, play to play to tie it and go into overtime when you're at home. But again, I just thought that you had to take into account the fact that the Giants defense was so gassed, especially after the fourth quarter. If you win the coin toss, I think you could probably score a touchdown despite the limitations that the offense has. And the other part of it is it's the Giants and their own five at that point. And I, number one, I, I don't think the Giants could have scored a touchdown. They have no, they have even fewer playmakers than Washington does. And even when they did move it into position to score a touchdown on a full field, not on a short field, but, when they had to put together an entire drive, what did Daniel Jones do through an interception in the end zone? So I think at worst, you would have been in position to... The worst-case scenario, you give up a field goal to the Giants, and then you go and, and try to win it with a touchdown. Worst-case scenario. But you can't fault Rivera for doing what he did. I mean, it's it is how you're supposed to play it. And as he said... You, it's not just about teaching the young kids how to win, it's also about keeping the vets that you've got and letting them know that it's not a lost cause and that you are trying to win every week when you go out there.
0: Absolutely, I think guys like Jonathan Allen, you know, have that kind of mentality, you know. Um, they, they've they been a big part of it and have had a lot of success in college. You know, Chase Young is a guy, as young as he is, you know. Um, he wants to win in a very bad way. You know, Brandon Scherf, you know, watch the way he plays and the way he finishes plays. Morgan Moses. I mean, I can go down the list, but there's a lot of guys that have that mentality, um, and there's some guys that are learning, uh, and some of it is a reflection of where they played uh, their college ball and 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 have it ingrained in them, you know. When when you when you're there and you're you're part of the culture, you know, for, 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 for three years and, and you get a good understanding of what it takes, it, it it's 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 a tremendous thing and, and it's something that, that gets developed over a period of time and you can see it and feel it in guys.
1: I may be able to see it and feel it in guys. It still hasn't translated to wins on the scoreboard yet. Hopefully that will change sometime soon and Rivera said that, yes, in fact, you, you got to trust the process because he feels this team is making progress.
0: Well, we are making progress. I don't know if we have all the pieces. I, 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 I do think we, we have some guys that you know have, are more incapable of, uh, of winning, and, and it's a matter of having enough of those guys. It's also, uh, in my opinion, a matter of having the mentality of understanding what it takes to win, what do you have to do to win, how do you have to play to win, I mean, those things are things that we're trying to instill in our players so they understand. And, and, and I think that we are still teaching that and hopefully our guys are still learning that.
1: Oh, they're still learning. I can pretty much guarantee you that. One of the interesting questions that we asked today, we wanted to know, we all use the nickname Riverboat Ron. And so we said, you know, where did that come from? Why is it? Why should we assume that in a situation like that, uh, you are going to go for it?
0: Came about. Um, I, I visited with John Madden in, in 2013, and one of the things we talked about was, you know, trusting yourself, trusting your gut. Um, he told me, you know, we talked about it, and 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 just really, it's something that you know, you think about. You get in certain situations. Uh, one thing it does is it tells your team that you believe in them, that you believe they're capable of those things. Um, and two is you, to me, you you try to teach the mentality. Of of, of of learning how to win um, because you're playing to win. And, and, and so I think getting that mentality across to the players is important.
1: Trust the process. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Last thing I want to play for you, The again, uh, nothing on Sadiq Charles or Antonio Goldegandon, gandy Golden. I always get that one confused. As we record this, we should have something a little bit later today. We'll post an update if we do. Again, this is reading between the lines, but you can tell, I think, just by listening to Rivera's answer on their status, how high he and the coaching staff is specifically on Sadiq Charles. Check this out.
0: It's very difficult, just because you see the promise. You know, Sadiq play two plays, and you watch both those plays, and you sit there and go, God, the guy's something else. I mean, you know, he blocked their best pass rusher on the very first play. Um, he went down the line and 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 on a kickout block, you know, was in great position to 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 to, to create a, a crease, and 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 then you know he hurts his leg, so you just sit there and go wow this kid has potential but you know every time something like this sets him back and the same thing you know with with Antonio and Antonio makes a move and the hamstring bites on him and next thing you know he's you know he's he's down and we'll lose him for a few weeks so it's it's just it's tough cuz you want to get these kids incorporated get them working with the, the, the veterans that are there so that they can be part of what we're trying to build going forward
1: so i, I take it back on on Antonio you uh golden you heard him Probably a hamstring and he's gonna be lost for a few weeks. That means they gotta come up with some answers at wide receiver. Donnell Inman did look okay yesterday. Again, you have to kind of scale everything because the fact that we are talking about the Giants. I went back and looked at the first two plays and, and he's right. I mean Sadiq Charles made his block on fairly well too, on both of those plays. And that tells you pretty much all you need to know about the rest of the offensive line. It's going to be very interesting again, watching, watching the coaches tape this week. All right, let's get you back into the locker room from yesterday. We will start it off with Kyle Allen. Um, you know, not a, uh, not a real chipper guy there, uh, right after, uh, the game in New York yesterday.
0: You know, it looked like they might've gone cover zero at the snap. They bluffed out, kind of looked around, didn't have much. And, uh, we had good protection, so I wanted to get out and try and make a play I'm flush to the left. And they stuck on their guys good. I thought I might have a shot to, to run it in, but I think uh, I think it was Jabril It took a good angle and ran me down. So it's tough, man. You want to give our guys a chance to make a play on that play. But um, you know, I'm glad we went forward on two. I know that's our mentality, but I wish we would have got it.
1: And there you go. That's his thoughts on uh, the two-boy conversion. Again, the talent level in the NFL is so even that it's, it's little things that make the difference. And that's why every year you can kind of squint and look at something and, and say, yeah, maybe if this happens and if that happens. But the bottom line is because this and that, as Seinfeld would say, doesn't happen, well, that's why this team is where it is, which isn't very good. Until they can start doing this and that, it's it's just it's not going to work. You look at Kyle Allen's stat line, uh not bad, you know, 31 out of 42, 280 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Of course, the big thing, really the backbreaker was the sack fumble. And the interception wasn't good either because the interception put you know gave the Giants a short field. So, you look at the way the defense played, although they didn't get many sacks on Daniel Jones. In fact, they only got one. Uh, They gave up what? Six points? Gave up two field goals? I mean, on, on entire fields. They gave up a touchdown on a short field. And the strip fumble return, not the defense's fault. And, and that's just something that that Washington can't do; it's not going to work. They are not going; they they're not good enough to overcome uh, those kind of uh, those kind of mistakes. Wish they weren't, but they they are. They they are what they are at this point. Talk to Logan Thomas too. Like I said, a productive game. Um, not Jordan Reed numbers by any stretch of the imagination. But again, I think he's becoming a somewhat serviceable tight end. Hauled in three of the four targets, 42 a 14-yard yard per catch average. Granted, he only had 42 yards. And a really, really, really nice play in the back of the end zone to catch that touchdown pass. Now, we also asked Logan why the offense has not been able to score more. And it's not a particularly, I don't think, revealing answer. Uh, but he just says that, you know, you you got to finish drives. Standing
3: drives is all about just execution. Um, a lot of the drives that we've had this year, um, we just haven't executed. it has been one person here, one person there. Um, you know, just looking at one thing wrong. And, you know, if we put it all together, we move the ball up and down the field. I mean, how many... 12 or 10 to 12 play drives that we have. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where we got to execute.
1: I could go back and look at the play by play and tell you, but I'd rather give you these stats instead. gained the giants, 337 to 240. Uh, They had 24 first downs. Washington did the giants had 16 and time of possession. Washington had the ball seven minutes longer than the giants. Exactly exactly seven minutes uh, longer. What was the difference, Um, aside from the final score, and the Giants scored more points? Well, why did the Giants score more points? Defense slash special team TDs, two of them, both, were considered defense slash special team TDs. Says all that you need to say about it right there. One thing that we are not seeing in the locker room, at least not yet, and I hope not this year, is that there was no sense of frustration on going for it for two. Believe me, if the players and the coaching staff are not on the same page, if if the coaches lose the locker room, we'll know. We knew last year when, when Adrian Peterson gave us an interview after I believe it was the fourth, fourth uh, loss of the year, and he said, I have no idea what's wrong on offense. What do you guys think? Not hearing that last night, Logan Thomas pretty much uh, echoing everybody else's sentiments that, yeah, down 20 to 19 after scoring there with 30 seconds. Let's go for two, get the win, and get out of there.
3: I uh, fully expected it at the start of the drive. I told the offense, I said, let's go score and go for two. I mean, I think everybody around the league knows who Ron is and how Ron is. So I expected it, and I think, I think we expected it, too. Well, it's a confidence, man. He has confidence in his players. He tells us every day how much he believes in us, uh, that we're going to get the job done, and um, and he backs it with his actions. Winning winning comes down to, to making plays, and, um, you know, Ron wants to win just as much as anybody else, and the fourth down calls, the, you know, two-point calls, it comes down to winning, and it comes down to making one play, and once you get a taste of winning, I mean, we had it in the first game, but once you get a taste, you don't want to lose it. Um, so it's, it's that battle and and it's, it's that, it's that grind to get to it.
1: So they take tomorrow off and it's back to work on Wednesday, getting ready for Dallas. Hmm. Used to be Dallas. We get a lot more juice than I think it's going to have this year. Hell, the fact that it's a one o'clock game shows you how this is not a rivalry that anybody across the country wants to see. I can't remember the last time we had a, a Washington Dallas game. At one o'clock. At one and five, believe it or not, if the Cowboys lose tonight on Monday Night Football, um, it's possible that a Washington win puts them in a tie for first place again after seven weeks at two and five. Good God almighty. And, and I tell you what, that's not, it, it, it could happen. That is not outside the realm of possibility. Well, let's see, let's see what happens. All right, making the clock on the wall say we got to get out of here. Don't forget, you can catch us on Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, and wherever fine podcasts are sold, in addition to the sportsjourney.com website. Talk to you tomorrow. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white.